What up, everybody? This is your boy, Chris Conscious. We're back with another show, another podcast, another radio show. Um, today's going to be a good show. As always, <laughs> you know, I always make them good shows. You feel me? <laughs> but anyways, um, today we're going to be talking about the ideal of snitching, you know? So, you know, obviously, um, in the black community, we've had this no snitching policy and this is not just with um the idea of gangs but this is just in life period even when we were kids we didn't want to snitch on each other and stuff like that because we knew if we snitched on that person that person to snitch on us uh, and it gains is if i snitch on somebody then eventually i'll get killed right so we're going to be talking about this snitching idea the idea of snitching where did it come from why do we even have that policy? You know, why did a black community adopt this idea? So many questions, right? So again, make sure you're logging on to all of my social medias right now. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, 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 share. If you're on YouTube, push the notification bell so you know when I am getting all uh, getting new uh, videos posted. Uh, because if you don't, you probably won't know unless you check your subscriptions and then go through your thing. Because obviously YouTube changes their algorithm and make sure you're on facebook you're sharing you're commenting and all that stuff too as well and if you're listening to it through periscope or looking at my clips on instagram please comment like share all that good stuff really would love your support um and it's just greatly appreciated man i really thank you guys for already engaging man i mean my emails and my inboxes are totally blowing up you know so, but I'm not going to be snitching on anybody who's not this message. <laughs> that, that didn't make sense. But, um, yeah, so let's get on with the show. We'll be back right up. This is your boy, Chris Conscious, and you're now logged on to Cypher on the Block right here on Speak Music Radio. Let's go. are talking about this idea of snitching um obviously this 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 topic is just not just about snitching but it's also about the 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 crime in um specifically the black community because crime is pretty high in our black community and i'm just like wow like looking at the political landscape we would think there's more racist crimes uh white against black or uh other uh, uh races against certain people are high but excuse me sorry, sorry for this but the funny thing is it's not actually the black community has a higher higher rate of um death amongst one another than any other race or any culture and Part of that is because, obviously, I talked about this in another show. Um, it's, it's about you know the fatherless homes, the broken homes, how the, uh, our uh, past uh, past policies help segregate the homes, um, lack of jobs, lack of resources in the black community. 
So, you know, you put somebody at the survival mode, it's just like Dar Darwin said, survival of the fittest. Guess what? You tend to bring out your violent nature. And um, I will say this, um, we have to get to a point where we care about the crime in our community before we care about what other crimes are going on in the world. This is what I like about most cultures. Most cultures make sure, one, they're policing not only themselves, but if they can't police themselves, they're making sure that the real authorities are getting involved. Uh, and this gets with this idea of snitching. Like, other cultures will snitch on themselves quickly if they, if, like, I'll give you this, it's like, like Asian community. Now, this, this is not racist, but it may be to some. <laughs> but, but when, like, a kid or somebody in their community is not, doing what they're supposed to do or bringing shame upon their community they're quick to excommunicate those people from their community uh the community get rid of them or uh, um, if they have to put them in jail you know get them out of here we don't want to have nothing to do with them right uh same thing if you notice that with uh um, the uh african culture not the african-american culture but the african culture they're quick to to hold each other to a, a, a higher standard you know and if you don't you get ostracized it's the same thing in in, in, in islam and some of the islam countries uh, uh india it just it goes on in a lot of even you see it in in the caucasian community in america like they really hold their people to a standard and when they don't guess what they're quick to put their 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 kids in some type of rehab and some type of jail to make sure they get fixed but the black community is a little different we see it and we look the other way and it's part of the fact that we don't want to snitch on each other we don't want to tell we don't want to report we don't want to do these things one we're scared that we might get killed or we might get suffer some type of punishment or two we feel like oh that's none of my business this is none of my business until it happens to you you know and it's funny how a lot of times we want people we won't help people when something bad happens to them but when it happens to us we want everybody in the world to help tell and snitch and doing all this stuff and then you come on you gotta say something and, and we it's funny how we get rid of that whole snitching culture when something happens to us so um we have to understand uh when it comes to this one of the reasons why our community continues to be violent is because the violent people in our community and why we have such high crimes in our community is because they're still out there and then two we're giving them the incentive to get away with it with because we don't report them because we're scared of them. They put the crime in the black community pretty much dictates what our community is going to be. You know, when it comes to business, um, and I'm, I'm going to be talking about this incident that happened with uh, this girl uh, in Baltimore um, a little more, which is pertaining to the idea of people snitching. Um, they're actually still looking for the people who who did this crime against her, and. Uh, but we we have a violent community because we're not willing to stand up. We're always asking uh, the police to stand up. Police got to do this. Police got to do this. Government got to do this. Government got to do this. Government got to do this. Then when they do it, we claim that they're racist. And then wondering why they don't want to do it. So I really believe I really love the uh, I love the fact that Michael Max was really, really. Um, what's the word? He was he was adamant about focusing on us correcting ourselves before we allow anybody else to come in and help that concept just goes with so many things especially when it comes to our children in crime or our, our people in crime 
and the things that they do bad. If we're not holding them to a standard, giving them something productive to do, then guess what? We're part of the reason why they're in crime. And if we're not willing to stand up and talk uh, talk about it, even if it results in some retaliation, it's never going to change, right? So we got to get a point. We got to get to the point where we stop valuing valuing uh what's the word we gotta get to the point where we stop valuing uh fear over actually protecting because the thing is this if i see a crime committed in my community and and i don't say nothing i'm setting up my child who's going to be in this community to live in a more dangerous society because it's going to become more and more every year it gets more and more and more and more and more look at chicago more and more and more look at milwaukee more and more detroit more and more it gets more and more dangerous every time we overlook crime every time we we look past crime every time we don't say something to the authorities or we saw it like um we're, we're too we're too focused on saving our own lives other than saving the future that we have which is not with us because we all gonna die sometime you know but not only that if you're in these communities and you don't want to snitch then why are you still there i would be like hey yo i'm finna I, I, if i was see some crime i would go to the police like look okay this is what's going on but i i'm gonna tell you who did it and what happened but you gotta protect me you got to help me get somewhere where I won't be, you know, uh, targeted. I mean, there's just ways to do this. There's ways to be anonymous with the call. There's ways to do the different things. Because at the end of the day, whether you snitch or not, if they feel like you're saying something, they're going to kill you anyway. Even if the police found out later and they think, oh, that person knew, they're going to try to kill you anyway. Because that's what criminals do to try to get off. Um, but the thing is, we got to get the criminals off the street. The more and more criminals we get off the street, the less and less likely we're going to have to be worrying about some type of retaliation for, for snitching, right? So we we have to take a responsibility. And, and I'm talking to the black community. Um, this is just one part of it. Being willing to speak up when something is not being on. This is your community. Like, you know how people always say, oh, you uh, 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 you a sellout when you get out of the community, when people start making money and, and, and they want to uh, get out of the community. And then, oh, you a sellout. You a sellout because you got rich and now you forgot about your people. You know, the problem is when I get rich, I don't want to stay in the hood because I might get killed or I might get robbed for the things I have. So why would I stay in that? Why would I want to? I want to get out of here because I want to be somewhere safe so I'm able to continue my business. I'm able to continue building something that's that's substantial and sustainable. So to call me a sellout because I make money and I move out of the community, that's, 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 a more, that's an oxymoron in a sense. So, But if you want people to stay in the community, then the, y'all people who are saying that, y'all need to help make the community safe. Why would I keep my business in the black community when it's going to get robbed every day? And then when it gets robbed, nobody that I service or provide services for or is going to help me find the person who did it. It's just going to get tucked under the rug and nobody's going to do nothing about it. So if we want to better our communities, we have to get out of the idea of snitching being a bad thing. Because snitching is, is not, it's not, honestly, to me, it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a way to keep 
our, our, our community safe. My number one priority is keeping my community safe. And if my kids live in that community, and if this is the only community I can live in, I want my child to be able to go outside and play. Like, it's so bad in Chicago where people can't even go outside and play. And then people just look the other way because oh, I gotta live here. This is an excuse that I gotta live here. One, you don't have to live there. <laughs> you know, you can move to a whole nother state, you can move to a whole nother city, you can find some help, you can you can you can go get an education to get up out of there. All that excuses, I gotta live here. Bruh. <laughs> Feel me? Uh you guys gotta get up out of that. Uh, I'm sorry. But look, I always say we out here in these streets, right? I want to be out here really in these streets, and I shouldn't be scared to go out in these streets. But we have to take a responsibility for our neighborhoods, not only our home neighborhood, but the neighborhood we live in, because whatever affects your neighbor affects you. And, um, and we see that in places like Baltimore and Chicago and Detroit and Milwaukee and some of these major cities, L.A. Uh, and, and, and it's so bad that people are paralyzed and, and they feel helpless. And you know what? And we're always looking for people outside the community to help. And the funny thing is, there's there's nobody outside this community is gonna help because they don't care. They don't live there. They're gonna be like, oh, you can kill yourself, just stay over. Don't come in my community. So if you're if they're thinking like that, then why are you like like man? This got to be my community. I was actually watching some show. It was on it was on um, Netflix for a minute. Was it Netflix or was it Hulu? I think it was Hulu. It was one of them. And it was I forgot what it was called, but it was, it was about Inglewood in Chicago where. There was these uh, uh, well-to-do black people, and um, they had this community. And this 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 thuggish-looking guy moved into their community, and they were banding together. Like, no, nah, we don't want this dude in here. We're like, we don't want no, you know, because they pretty much stereotyped him and thought that he was just going to be a troublemaker. Which, yes, yeah, some trouble did caught up during a series. Of some trouble did catch up with him, but and um. And they went over and confronted him and all this stuff. And, and 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 then when they finally went over there to confront him, they found out that he was literally trying to make a better life for his family. And yes, the people who were coming against him felt dumb, like, oh, man, we should have did this. But what I liked about the idea was that the community where those black businesses, where those black uh, homes and homeowners were, they were willing to say, OK, what are you about? Even if they made the mistake and stereotyped them, what are you about? And then at the end of all that, he ended up becoming a friend of the community. And he started molding to what the community expectations are to live there. And, and, and I think that's not a bad thing. A lot of people are like, oh, are you, you're, you're trying to change me. You're trying to change me. You know, but it, it, like when you live in a community, like I, I live in an HOA and I got to follow the rules. I can't be as loud as I want to. I can't I can't do certain things at certain times. I can't park certain places, all that stuff. I can't be like, I do what I want to. But I, I mold to the culture without changing who I am. I add myself to the culture, but also understand there are rules of this culture or this neighborhood. Um um, that I have to abide by so that I can live. And I think we 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 need to understand that that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's a good thing because that helps build the worth of one, your community, the worth of you, relationships, all this stuff, because there's an etiquette that we have to have when we're dealing with other people and trying to live in harmony with other people. We are not, and I said this in another podcast, we are not living for ourselves, people. I said this when it came to, to dressing. 
and how we dress. We're not living for ourselves. So we can't go around and say, I can do what I want. No, you can't. That ain't the society. And I've been teaching my daughter that. That ain't the society. We live in a society for other people. We're here for relationship. We're here for community. We were created to be communal, not hermit. If you want to do what you want, go in your house in the privacy of your home or get a really big fence and do what you want to do in your own yard. But when you come outside of that house, you have to abide by the society rule. You have to abide by the etiquettes and, and of, of the community you know, to keep things safe and keep things cordial and to keep things uniform. So, um, and that includes telling on people, snitching. I'm sorry, I want to take that word back. Snitching is not a bad thing. We make snitching a good thing like they did the N-word, huh? But anyways, we'll be back after this. Here's the question of today. Here's the question. Make sure you comment, comment, comment. If you're on Facebook, if you're on um, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, or if you're on um, YouTube, Twitch, anywhere you're watching this, comment right here below. I would like to know what you think. Uh, here's the question of today. Are you a sellout because you won't have your business in the hood? Why or why not? I want to know what you guys feel about that, uh, whether you agree with me or whether you don't agree with me and why. Um, and then, is it smart to have your business in other communities? Is it smart not to have your business in other communities? Let me know. So, comment, 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 share, share, share. And we out here in the street. Yo, what up, everybody? This is inspirational fitness motivator Shaka Heard with your Shaka Shreds fitness tip. Did you know that drinking water is really important? Actually, most people don't realize that by the time you're actually thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So check this out. When you get up in the morning, within the first 30 minutes of the day, you should already be drinking at least a glass of water. And then every hour, make sure you're drinking some water. Your goal is to have a gallon of water a day. Stay hydrated. If you want more fitness tips, information, meal plans, email me at officialshockaherd at gmail.com. That's official, S-H-A-K-A-H-U-R-D at gmail.com. Let's get healthy, y'all. So we're talking about Destiny Harris. Um, Harrison, sorry, from Baltimore. Let me let me get a... So Destiny Harris from Baltimore is a 21-year-old salon owner, uh, salon Salon. <laughs> He's like, I can't talk with that. Salon owner out in Baltimore. She 21 years old. Ain't that crazy? 21 year old salon owner doing her thing in her community, doing hair, doing beauty, doing makeup, all that stuff, providing a service that is much needed in the black community that we love to take care of because we like to adorn ourselves, right? So Destiny Harris um was shot and killed while working working by basically by some gang members uh, while she was working um so um according to uh, according to the uh, court documents the 21 year old woman filed a criminal filed criminal charges against a, a couple earlier this month um basically she had a, a a a criminal charge against somebody who did something in the store earlier and then basically because she did that um uh they, uh, it was based on a burglary. So a couple came in and burglarized her, and she 
she knew who they were and they, she char- uh, filed charges against them and then they came back and pretty much took her out um so and there was people in the salon when it happened you know and the funny thing was going back to the topic earlier nobody snitched nobody said anything so police are literally still looking for these people they don't they, they're looking for them i don't even know who they are they're asking people if there's any information on who these people are we want to know and here here's the sad thing about this, this is a powerful black woman right and this happened um this happened in september of last year but um but on december in december the 21st uh last year the robbery happened in september the december 21st is when they came in and uh uh shot her dead and i think it's sad because this is somebody who was trying to one not only do things right a 21 year old doing things right starting a business trying to build an empire and then not only starting to build an empire providing a service for black people when most people don't want to do that and then you got something like this that happens where somebody comes in and robs them because they're jealous and gets mad and comes back and kill them and then yet the people who are serviced by this business and who benefit from this business don't even want to help the family find the people that killed this young lady and we wonder why people who become successful move out of the community. This is one of the reasons why. Now, I think this is a tragedy and we have to take this. This is something we have to take in very serious into account and, and, and take a take a good assessment of self and community. What is it that we want in our community? Do we want to continue in and 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 a perpetuating crime allowing crime to get happen and then letting it get done you know what i know that there's a statistic that there's a lot of black folks in jail you know what and i'm glad that there's some uh uh there's some uh prison reform going on thanks to uh the president that nobody likes uh but there's a lot of prison reform going on you know trying to get the innocent uh, uh, uh black young men or people who have been charged unfairly based on their crime out of jail but that's going to make room for the ones who are really criminal and we like i'm sorry we might have a high number of african americans in jail but you know what some of these people deserve it and they need to be there and we need to put them in there because if we expect to have a thriving black community we have to do the hard thing you know we're gonna have to take a hit because we got we got years of of criminal behavior to 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 try to change around we perpetuate it now. We're gonna take us. We're gonna take a loss. Yep, we're gonna, we're gonna have to take this L, guys, because we're gonna have to put more of us away if we expect that our communities are gonna get better. I'm sorry. Like, there's there 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 is room for. My thing is this: we talk about the industrial complex, the uh, the uh, the prison industrial complex. We don't. They wouldn't have to worry about filling their jails with innocent people and people who do small minuscule crimes if we were actually telling them the ones and putting the ones away that were actually doing the crime i mean maybe that makes sense to me because guess what their seats will be filled because there is enough of us (laughs) doing crimes that are worthy of going to jail but then you got those dummies who want to have compassion for people who do crime you know what i i'm i'm not innocent i've i've been uh, I did some bad things in my past. I went to jail for it. I didn't go to jail for them. I went to jail for something else that was stupid. But in a sense, it was kind of like a 
like karma, you know? I didn't necessarily go to jail for the bad things I was doing. I went to jail for something really stupid and, 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 and benign, which I had to do years of fighting and I'm currently still trying to get some things clear off my record or whatever. Uh, but those things deserve girl. And I've learned my lesson, guy. I learned my lesson because I did go to jail. You know what? And in a sense, even though I went to jail for something minuscule, it was kind of, in my opinion, justified because of the track I was on. If I never did that, I would have still been doing stuff in the gangs and I probably would have been a horrible dude, you know? So, but, but my thing is, there's people who are just going to live that life. They've already decided that I'm this guy and I'm dangerous and them people need to be put away so that the people like uh, my homegirl Destiny can have her business. People can have hair shops. People can, black folks can have stores, clothing stores in their community and not have to worry about that they're going to get robbed by somebody who's jealous. I, um, I used to live in the city of Milwaukee and there's this place in Milwaukee called Midtown and I live literally like across the street from Midtown um, in the community behind there. Right? Nice houses. Uh, most of them are rented because they weren't owned by the people, but it was a black community. It, it wasn't a, a bad neighborhood, but it wasn't a good neighborhood. And Midtown was thriving. It had businesses. We had beauty shops. We had a Starbucks there. There was there was just stores over there. There was a Lowe's. There was a Walmart there at one point. And then, and then the funny thing on the other side of Midtown is the Jewish neighborhood, which is weird. And it's like peacefully quiet over there. And it's surrounded by hood. And then when you come out of there, it's back to the hood. <laughs> That's so funny. But um, but there were so many thriving businesses over there. But what happened to Midtown, Midtown severely took a loss because of crime. Black folks, we were robbing them. We were, 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 were killing people. We were uh, 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 soliciting, uh, soliciting, meaning we weren't buying nothing, but we were just being there, just just hanging out in front just just making it over you know when a bunch of people hang out on front and they look suspect ain't nobody finna go in that business and buy anything because you'd be scared <laughs> you know how we how we presented ourselves there is like it just really took a toll on that and the funny thing was those businesses being in that community was something good because it brought money to that community now those businesses are gone there's no walmart there lowe's is gone it's boarded up it's a big building just sitting there nobody wants Walmart's the same way. Pick and save is on the other side of Walmart. Uh, and that's going downhill. They had a Starbucks there. Now that's gone. I used to play chess there with a bunch of uh, guys with uh, with uh, one of the uh, one of the circuit judges in Milwaukee. And a couple of the aldermen would come through there. Um, some very prominent um, black people would sit and play chess and we'll talk. And, you know, some pastors and some different things. We always used to sit there, drink coffee, and we would just have conversation. That Starbucks is no longer there. And we would drink and, and, and be merry. We knew all the workers. I mean, it was it was it was a it was a black community hub. And now it's no longer there because they continue to get robbed. They got robbed in a matter of in a matter of two weeks, five times. And they had decided that they were going to uh, they started closing that Starbucks at six o'clock. And then now it's no more, it's no longer there. Um the the beauty shops are gone. The the, the the pawn shop I think is gone now 
So, I mean, it's literally declining. There's barely a store over there. And for me, that's a shame because that's our community guy. Like, what are we thinking uh, 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 when it comes to our businesses? Why are we robbing our businesses? Like, we, we rob our stuff more than we rob anybody else's stuff. And the funny thing is, if the black community is so broken, we ain't got no money, why are you robbing them anyway? You should be going, if you're going to rob somebody, you should go rob some other culture. Go rob the Jewish people. They ones got money. No, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, let me let me let me take that back because uh, YouTube will probably take this video down. But no, um, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, why are we robbing one another? It's just something that we should not be doing in this tight day and time. Um, we got to do better, guys. I'm really about uplifting the black community and making sure that the black community is doing what they need to do to be viable in the community of America. We're American. We're black Americans. So our culture, our people have to come together and find some values. And I, and I did this in the last podcast uh, yesterday was uh, talking about what is our value? What are our core values? And make that known and build upon that and become something viable in America, become a viable voting block, not a voting block where, OK, if we want to win, we're just going to get the black people. And all we got to do with the black people is scream for racism. Oh, that guy's racist. So vote for me. They don't even have the funny thing is they don't even have to do nothing for us no more because we kill each other. They don't even have to kill us anymore. They they, they didn't they we gonna kill ourselves. So now all they had to do is just be like, well, let's just scream racism and act like we're about to help them with this whole crime problem. And they'll vote for it. So stop it, guys. Uh we gotta we gotta do better. Alright, guys, we're down to my political section. Hey, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican, I'm Christocratican. So we talk about the black community and, and how, you know, we don't want to snitch on each other, how we can't have black business community. People want to leave the community. Here's the problem. We vote for political parties who promise us things. Democrats. <laughs> I always say this, guys, because I know y'all be like, this man hate the Democrats. I sure do. I used to be an avid one. I used to be for them until they changed. Actually, they didn't change. I just started realizing the state never did nothing for us. Uh, when I looked down the history and started reading, I'm like, they never really did anything that they promised black folk, you know? Uh, but we vote for these parties because they promise us things. And we got to stop voting in that way. And again, guys, I'm not telling you, oh, go vote for the Republicans. I know there's a lot of people talking about there's black Republicans and talking about that y'all need to come over to the Republican Party. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is we need to stop voting in the ways that go against what we are trying to do in our communities. Look, our crime is really high in our communities. That's no doubt about it. And obviously, the Democrats are not happy because the high, here's a, here's a, a fact. The highest crime is in Democratic ran city, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, um, uh, Chicago. Did I say Chicago? Milwaukee. Uh, let me, what else? Detroit, St. Louis, Baltimore, Miami. Let's, let's, let's just talk about these. Atlanta. Sorry. Uh, uh. 
If you look at where the majority of the crime is, it's in our major cities and our major cities are democratic ran. And a lot of times are ran by who? Black folks. <laughs> so even, even with that, the whole idea that there's some type of systemic governmental thing against black folks, but yet we got black folks running things like Baltimore. Baltimore is ran by black people, black senator, uh, black mayor, black. I mean, come on, guys. Black city. I mean, black police chief. Like, come on, guys. Same thing with Atlanta. There's a lot of black representation. Uh, we have to do better with that. That's a fact, man. No, no matter how you look at I don't even have to bring up my source to even show you. You can look at the city and say, wait a minute. You can look at every major city that has high crime and you're going to see Democratic mayor. You're going to see Democrats run their uh, their uh, their 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 city assembly or the city council. You're going to see that. And you're going to see a lot of it is black. You know why? Because black folks undeniably blindly follow Democrat and they run with Democrat. And we do what Democrats say. We don't even make the ideas. They tell us what we're going to do. We get it from our from from from, from our commander in chief, Hillary Clinton. The Clintons, huh? Clintons are the, the head of the Democrat. Let me stop. I don't know if that's true, but it sure seems like it because we're we we go on their agenda. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world. And we don't even question half of what they're saying. Look look at Ilmar Ilmar uh, uh, what Omar Ilmar, whatever her name is. Uh, the, the 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 Muslim senator, she just rambling off stuff that don't make any complete sense and be wondering why. Wait a minute, how did you you so anti-American this country? Then why are you in the Senate? Cause you're not here to fight for other countries. You're here to fight for this one. That's why we elected you. Because guess what? We we giving excuses to everything outside of America and then making everything America bad. So guess what? We're not going to get our help because of that. So um, again, just make sure we look uh, looking at in this new season, because it's 2020. We're about to get into the voting block. Let's not vote based on people and what we think and start looking at what's being done. You know what? Just like we claim that the Democrat and the Republican Party changed back in, back in the day. There's a big if that's if that's the case, then we need to look at the change that's happening right now. And guess what? Democrats ain't going to be for us forever. And I think that's changing right now. Huh? So please uh, look into that, guys. I want you guys to vote with our hearts and uh, not just with our hearts, but with our minds so that we can get the things that we need for the black community. Look at who's really helping the black community and look at who's really not. Look at who's doing anything for anybody in our communities, plural, and the ones who are not. Whether we like the way they're doing it or not. Somebody in some party is actually doing stuff that helps us as a whole, and the other party ain't doing nothing but hate. So we have to look at that. And you know, black folks, we don't like haters all the time, do we? Hmm. Hey guys, I really appreciate you logging on to my show as you always do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you guys enough. Make sure you log on to www.wilylife.com hit my merch store my god support through the merch store my show is supported through my merch store and if you want to be a contributor to this show please go to patreon.com 
and look up the Wiley Life and become a monthly pledger, monthly subscriber. There's going to be some content that will be for specifically my Patreons. Um, my Patreon family, man, I really appreciate it if you guys support the show. Uh, so I can keep thinking. There's some big things. There's going to be other people coming on my show coming this year. There's a few other shows that I'm going to be starting, uh, especially with the Wiley Life. Um, it's going to be a group of us. Um, and it's going to it's going to be nice. You're going to like it. it's going to be some nice conversations. Um, I also got something uh, that I'm going to be working on, which is called Daddy Daughter Talks. And I really, really want you guys to uh, 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 tune into that because, you know, I want to get in the mind of, you know, the young people today. Right? You know, so anyways, we out here in these streets. We out here in these streets.